Hi, this is Amy Showalter with the story behind the story on Amyism 86. It's a new Amyism on consistency. Despite declarations to the contrary, no dramatic pack or advocacy program transformation happens with one tactic. When building an influential advocacy program or large pack, there's no single event, no grand video, no solitary viral tweet, no killer app, no single meeting that transforms your program. Rather, it occurs through consistent thinking, testing, and honest evaluation. That consistency produces momentum that leads to the transformation. I was reminded of this when I read uh, some sections of Jim Collins' seminal work, Good to Great, where he, he analyzed companies that had just a lot of staying power and so forth. And he, he looked at you know, what caused the transformation. And much of it, he likened it to a flywheel. And I called it the flywheel concept, the flywheel effect, that you're just constantly creating this momentum and so forth. And that there wasn't one single thing that led to these organizations' transformation. I believe the same thing applies to your internal pack, your internal advocacy program as well. So what do I mean by the thinking, testing, and honest evaluation that you have to do? Thinking, number one. Thinking means we aren't copying and pasting. We aren't just looking to what other people in my industry or my professional peer group or my association, what they're doing. It means I'm engaging in second-order thinking rather than just first-order thinking. First-order thinking is very reactionary. You're kind of looking at, hey, who's going to attack me if I do this or we, we do this, we go in this direction. Second-order thinking looks at what's going to happen 10 days from now, 10 weeks from now, 10 months from now, 10 years from now as a result of this decision. I, I was talking, uh, Kelton and I were talking with a client recently about the, the dearth of the ability to think in today's professional life. The pace of that doesn't allow a lot of leaders to just think, to read and to think. So I, I challenge you. This is something I'm constantly uh, working on, believe me. Uh, but I challenge you to think about, think about how you can get more thinking time into your routine. And many times the great thoughts, uh, the thinking about your efforts is going to happen when you are not sitting at your desk you know, looking at the blue screen of death on your, your computer. So it, it's about maybe finding a different space to be able to do that. And when you think it, as the great Sam Horn says, when you think it, ink it. When you have that idea, when you have that thought, a way that you can improve what you're doing, write it down, capture it on your phone, do something to capture that at that time. Okay? So that's number one, thinking, testing. Testing. You're testing your hypothesis. You're testing your assumption. Many groups, and I, I am a big fan of personal and professional growth. You all know this. <laughs> We pioneered many of the things that are being done now in that field, but for government relations professionals. But nothing makes me more concerned than when I see people go to a conference, come back from a conference and say, I heard this company do this, or I heard this association try this tactic, therefore we are going to try that. Um, you, you, they have a completely different environment, context, personnel, membership than you do. So when I say test, I mean test your assumptions, ask yourself really hard questions, Engage that second order thinking with it. If you're really good and serious about testing, you will test your messages. You will test the efficacy of your messengers, your surrogates. You will transform yourself into promoting an evidence-based 
government relations program versus one that goes on hunches and gut feelings and following what the conference mythology of the day says. So test, research test. Then number three, honest evaluation, honest evaluation. I remember one of my initial clients wanted to conduct a training session. I said, would you like us to sit down with some of your key volunteer leaders in advance, uh, perhaps send them an online survey, something to get a sense of uh, what they think of the program, where it is now, and how we can improve. That way, we'll really be able to customize this program. Well, they wanted nothing to do with that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, Let's not find out what people think, because that, that might uh, take, us, take us off track. Uh, on the contrary, I have many organizations that don't even need to do that. They're so good. If I told you who they were, you would say, yeah, they're powerful. They're very good in the, in the uh, advocacy process. And they do that on a regular basis. And they don't have to. But it's funny how that works, isn't it? The groups that need to be doing that don't do it. And the ones that are good, people wonder why they're good. Or they say, oh, it's just because they have a lot of members and a lot of money. That's why they're good. No, it's because they work really hard at it. And they test their assumptions and they evalu- they're very honest in how they evaluate themselves and they seek evaluation and comment from their stakeholders, the people they're trying to engage on, on their behalf. And honest means candor. It means looking at what went well, what did not go well in an advocacy campaign, in a PAC fundraising campaign. Why did it not work? Do, do we know why? Um, and are we, and again, there's many uh, incorrect ways of thinking when you evaluate as well. Okay, improper reflection does not make one better. You have to have the proper kind of reflection and ask the right questions there. So, you know, my, my heart and mind is so much in, in this area of making our government relations function, the advocacy, the PAC, the lobbying, making it as, as scientific as possible, as um, research-based, as evidence-based as possible. That's how you get organizational respect. That's how you advance your efforts. So to that end, let's think, okay? Let my people think, as I say. Let's test our assumptions. Let's test our hypotheses. Let's test our messages. Let's test our messengers. Let's test our narratives and our stories. And then let's honestly evaluate when things go well and when things don't honest evaluation. All right. So consistency is what gives you the momentum. And you know that momentum really just means mass times velocity. Think about that. You can think about that in football when you see uh, someone uh, put a particularly hurtful tackle on someone. It's a lot of mass and they're coming pretty fast. And so that's how you get momentum is mass. A lot of good thinking, a lot of good testing and doing it quickly. Velocity means that I am not just accelerating. I'm not just moving fast. Velocity means you're moving in the right direction. You're going to the right destination. That's the difference between velocity and acceleration. So uh, momentum, mass times velocity, that's what you want. That's how you will be transformational and have a transformative program moving forward. Thanks. This has been Amy on the Engagement Edge.